Wow, we have got so much fat today. It is incredible. Thank you for coming along for the ride today. Busy, busy day here on Chewing the Fat. First, let me say as we come off the uh, come off the big weekend, for those of you listening live on the 22nd of February uh, 2021, uh, Russia has reported the first human cases of the H5 and eight bird flu. Ah, don't worry about it. It's just a new bird flu. Now, they say there's no evidence of human to human transmission. Wait, what? Now, seven employees at a poultry farm in southern Russia. Uh, where outbreaks of H5N8 were reported in the bird population back in December. Uh, well, now there's, you know, bird to human transmissions are happening, just not human to human transmissions yet. The human cases are very mild. So remember last week we told you about the Ebola going on in, a, you know, just a couple of countries on the African continent breaking out again. And now we have the h5n8 bird flu in russia breaking out and of course we can believe them when they say nah there's no human to human transmission it was just from the birds to the human that's all don't worry about it (laughs) sure it's a different strain than the you know the h5n1 bird flu (laughs) back i don't know what was that a decade or so ago so long ago i can't even remember but this is just new again don't worry about it okay quit your whining and move on with your life um okay thank you welcome welcome to chewing the fat okay remember i don't know not long ago we had uh the airplane lose its wheel (laughs) over a neighborhood and we were joking around about how lucky the houses were that this airplane wheel just landed in between them and uh you remember the guy was at home or the female i don't remember who uh, was in the house said i heard something i don't know what it was yeah it's just a tire falling from the sky that didn't hit your house it just landed in between them well this past weekend we had a united airlines engine explode over the skies of denver as it was taking off heading toward uh, honolulu and you know and so uh just an engine exploded that's all don't worry about it now there's two huge stories or maybe even three or more uh in this story alone so the one lady that uh was on the flight talked about how she was looking out the window and she felt some shaking or saw the engine start shaking a little bit and then explosion and she didn't freak out she was like oh that's that's interesting that probably shouldn't be happening (laughs) as he talked about nobody freaked out uh they didn't start hollering and uh screaming and other people were just finishing you know they were still reading their books and getting their stuff out ready for the long flight to honolulu and you know the pilot i mean this guy 
is a hero. I mean, all all pilots are. We joke around about airlines uh, all the time. Thank you for flying Fisher Air. Uh, we would like to thank you. Don't worry about the engine burning and exploding off the right-hand side. Look to your left. That one's working fine. You know, I have told the uh, I have told air traffic control that we're in a bit of a bit of a pickle here. Uh, I've so I've called it Mayday, Mayday, and uh, we're going to turn this thing around and I'm going to try to put this thing back on the ground and get everybody home safe. And he did just amazing. So, uh, then parts of this engine, yes, it, and it exploded, is dropping on these neighborhoods, uh, below, uh, outside of Denver. Some stuff is falling into parks, big engine pieces, and you realize how big these planes are. Cause you, there was one part, uh, the ring that encompasses the outer part of the engine, you know blew off and didn't blow into pieces it's this giant ring (laughs) if it lands on your house you're doomed there's no question you're doomed but it misses and lands in the front yard it just misses this house the pictures of it are incredible and you think holy cow i mean that's worse than a private little plane tire falling off I mean, it would be worse on these big jets, uh, you know, their tires falling off. This one was a 777. But I wonder, a couple things. I wonder uh, if any of these planes just sitting around the past year has anything to do with it. I just wonder. I, I don't know. I have no idea. It'll be investigated, of course. And we'll find out exactly. We're going to put find out exactly what happened on this. But the pilot or pilots and uh the airline you know personnel i almost said stewardesses uh (laughs) can't call them that you evil um they are we're amazing right i mean it's just incredible and this guy turns it around and uh does well now we're going to find out bad stuff remember the movie uh what was it flight with denzel as he saves all these people but he was drunk <laughs> and he's high he's drunk don't worry about it we're gonna find that out about the captain sure he saved 241 souls so what he smoked marijuana two days ago in colorado you watch gonna happen in the investigation so instead of being this hero it's gonna be oh my god he was high and that's why the engine exploded now there is no news of that it's just me hypothesizing that's all all right before we get to the number one story that you all were sending me over the weekend you know when you go to the grocery store and you buy your meat products and you come home and you go eh, yeah, the steak was okay eh, the salmon was okay eh, you know the bacon was okay i mean it just was all right well let me tell you how to get the best bacon, the best steak, the best chicken, and the best salmon you'll ever eat. And it's not going to come from a grocery store. It's going to come from Moinkbox. Moinkbox.com. It is grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, direct to your door. And it's helping family farms 
become financially independent outside of big agriculture. Yes, moinkbox.com. Animals are raised outdoors. The fish swim wild in the ocean. Amazing. And moink meat is free of antibiotics, hormones, sugar, all the other junk you find in prepackaged uh, meat that you get from the grocery store that you end up saying to yourself, eh, it's okay. It was okay. It was okay. But it won't be as good as a moink box. Okay, so moinkbox.com slash jeffy moinkbox.com slash jeffy if you use that right now you're going to get a year of ground beef for free i know look you're welcome well moinkbox says you're welcome uh you can change what you get each month and cancel anytime moinkbox.com slash jeffy it's moinkbox was founded uh by an eighth generation farmer who you may have seen him on shark tank actually um it's i know that uh mr wonderful right kevin o'leary said that it's the best bacon he's ever tasted i tend to agree with that but the steaks and the uh salmon uh, were pretty darn good I'll tell you that. I guarantee. Look, I know that they want me. <laughs> they want to say uh, you're going to oink oink over the bacon. You know, don't oink oink. You don't want to oink oink. Just well, you can if you want, whatever. But you don't want to. I mean, just enjoy the meat. Moinkbox.com/slash/jeffy. And if you order now, you're going to get that uh, year of ground beef for free when you uh, when you sign up at moinkbox.com slash jeffrey i i was amazed uh it shows up at your door which you know i'm a fan of uh when things just show up at my door and uh i don't have to go out and then you open it up and there it is there it is the steak the chicken the salmon the bacon it's all right there at your taking i didn't have to go anywhere moinkbox.com moinkbox.com slash jeffy m-o-i-n-k b-o-x dot c-o-m slash j-e-f-f-y moinkbox.com slash jeffy okay let's get to the number one story from the world (laughs) this past weekend it broke on friday i received your messages I got it. And to be honest, I had already started reading the story. And you started sending stuff on Twitter to at JeffyJFR. You started sending things to Instagram, uh, Jeff Fisher Radio, to Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, to Parlor, which is back up. I saw some on Parlor, Jeff Fisher Radio. I saw some email me, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. Uh, one even emailed me uh, at another email address saying, uh, dude (laughs) commenting who among us i uh it's an amazing story about and thank you all for sending it to me i really appreciate it and i know you send me other stories as well and i really appreciate it and i look at them all or at least i certainly try to um we want to talk about carl hart the columbia university professor now he's a professor at columbia psychology and neuroscience he chairs the psych department okay so he's a, he's a pretty big guy at columbia 
I mean, he strolls around the campus like he's the man, right? He's Carl Hart. That's Mr. Hart. He's uh, my psychology. He's my psychology professor. He's my neuroscience professor. Yeah, he chairs the psych department. <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty big guy. Well, he's 54 years old. He's a married father of three, uh, you know, working hard at Columbia. I mean, he's working so hard that he talks in his latest book, Drug Use for Grownups, Chasing Liberty in the Land of Fear. Yeah, he has a fondness for heroin. That's it, though. Just a little heroin. Well, that's not all the drugs that he has fondness for. <laughs> uh, he claims, look, they uh the discomfort is a worthwhile trade-off right right who among us hasn't had a few withdrawals from drugs but there aren't many things in life that i enjoy more this is professor hart speaking uh there aren't many things in life well he's not speaking <laughs> i digress this is words i'm reading that are quoted to the professor uh there aren't many things in life that i enjoy more than a few lines by the fireplace at the end of the day right <laughs> that leaves him refreshed and prepared to face another day oh man there's nothing like a little heroin at the end of the day just uh you know relax a little sure you know the three kids are running around upstairs don't worry about it the wife will take care of them because i'm over here you know snorting some heroin don't worry about it and he talks about how he's look i've snort i've i've done heroin like 10 days in a row and enjoyed it now the withdrawals are you know mild really uh, comparatively speaking i guess uh, you know, after the last dose. But who wants to have a last dose? I mean, isn't that the problem, Professor? Uh, the stopping of the last dose? I mean, maybe all of us aren't as strong-willed as you, Professor. Uh, he studies the effects of psychoactive drugs in humans. He finds his use of the narcotic to be as rational as his alcoholic. You know, he's just, and he's not an alcoholic. I apologize, Professor. You just drink alcohol, right? I know. Now, he claims like vacation, sex, and the arts, heroin is one of the tools that he uses to maintain his work-life balance. Right? I know. I know. I know. Now, sure, it's not just heroin. Uh, you know, he likes to he likes to take ecstasy. Uh, he likes to take a little meth every now and then. Um, look, he's said that you know when I take a little ecstasy, uh, I have intense feelings of pleasure, gratitude, and energy. Yeah, uh, I just wanna I just wanna breathe and deeply enjoy it. The act of breathing can be extremely pleasurable you know he's even found pleasure in hey, you know snorting a little bath salts <laughs> uh, 
Oh, man. It's unequivocally, to quote the the good professor, it's unequivocally wonderful. I mean, we are believing this guy. He's just a druggie who's a professor at a university. I'm not, you know, okay, fine. He wants to do the drugs, fine. Let the guy do the drugs. But this is who is teaching your children. Just another drug addict. And sure, he, it's not, he's not addicted. He's not addicted at all. He just does it to have some work-life balance. That's all. That's all it is. Look, you know what? Um, sometimes um, when there's, you know, I don't know, something I have to do, uh, something that I have to go out and be around other people, I, which I just, <laughs> I just don't like it, you know? Um, I would rather just, you know, do a little heroin, do a little meth, do a little ecstasy, um, you know, maybe have a drink or two. So whenever I, you know, have a awful required social event, man, I hate those. I hate those required social events. You know, me being the chair of the psych department at all. Uh, you know, I have to go to these things. Man, do I hate them so much. Well, such as, let's say, an academic reception where I had to, you know, meet people and do that. I, I like to take the drug ahead of that. I like to get high before I go to these events. You know. <laughs> He's just a druggie. I mean, it's okay. I get it. Believe me, I understand. But he's just a druggie, and we're making him seem like he's this great guy. Of course, people need to do it responsibly. Right. And I think that, you know, recreational drugs are fine. Well, you know, okay, that's fine too. Really, if you want to do drugs and drink, no problem. But to put this on a high pedestal, Mr. Mr. Professor from Columbia, Mr. Carl Hart. I'm sorry, Professor Carl Hart. Uh, you know, Professor of Psychology and Neuroscience and the chair of the psych department at at Columbia. He's just a druggie. And we're putting, uh, you, you people who are sending your kids to Columbia, which, by the way, are supposed to be the muckety-mucks of the muckety-mucks, right? Uh, this is who is teaching them. This is who you teach them. That's what you want. The 54-year-old married father of three just walking around stoned all day because, you know, these required social events. Man, I hate them. I hate them. So what better way to have a little intense feeling of pleasure, gratitude, and energy than to do a little ecstasy or snort a little cocaine or maybe smoke a little meth, you know, just to get through the event. <laughs> Oh, man, I tell you, we live in incredible times. We really do. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something ice cold to drink, you know, after we do a little bit of heroin, just for that work-life balance. <laughs> oh, I need something cold to drink, seriously. Oh, my gosh so good so look you know 
like I know, everything you search for, watch, or click online is being tracked by big tech companies. You know that, right? They can then match your activity to your true identity using your device's unique IP address. We all know that. And we all take the bet that, you know, it really isn't that bad, but, uh, you know, I'll let them go ahead and do that. Sure, big tech and, you know, the far left have come together to track and censor and really some would call it (laughs) spy on you. But uh, that means, really, that there's never been a more important time to protect your internet activity from those people. And you know who those people are. That's why I urge you to get ExpressVPN. I use it. I love it. I never feel more... Well, I should say, I feel safer every day when I log onto my laptop and I see that ExpressVPN is connected. You can have that same feeling of, oh, it's okay. At least I'm hiding myself from big tech and the far left as best I can with ExpressVPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash jeffy expressvpn.com slash jeffrey i'll spell it for you e-x-p-r-e-s-s-v-p-n dot c-o-m slash j-e-f-f-y expressvpn.com slash jeffrey go there now and you get three extra months free by using slash jeffy now you can obviously go to expressvpn.com but why would you when you you could use jeffy and get that three extra months free Right? Right. So go to expressvpn.com slash Jeffy. So those of you that uh, were along for the ride uh, last week, we talked a little bit about how Kanye was uh, struggling and they weren't, uh, he and Kim were obviously estranged and uh, times were tough, but it was still hanging in there okay. Uh -uh. Kim uh, walked the papers, <laughs> filed for divorce, and it's uh, it's over. Or at least, you know, she claims it is. She claimed that, uh, you know, hey, you know, Kanye can see the kids whenever he wants, but they're going to live with me. And uh, I guess we're going to find out all kinds of news on the uh, final season, right, of the Kardashians. Uh, being the Kardashians or following the Kardashians or up Kim's butt Kardashian show, whatever the show is. <laughs> but of course, it's a good way to promo the final season of the show, right? Right. It couldn't have been planned for that, right? No, this is all for real. Okay. It's all for real. So stop your whining and feel sorry for Kim and Kanye. Cause no matter who you are, a divorce sucks. You can quote me on that. No matter who you are. Divorce sucks. Well, I know. You could, I, like I said, quote. Those of you that are busy writing down my quote, let me tell you uh, about how you can find out more of my quotes by subscribing to Chewing the Fat. If you're listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber to the show, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your life? No need to really answer that. Just know that your life will be better 
if you're a subscriber to this podcast. Now, you can subscribe on the platform that you're listening to now using you as a non-subscriber listener right now as an example. You can choose that platform or you could choose other platforms like iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, or whatever platform warms the little cockles of your heart because there is a plethora. There is, there are a plethora of platforms out there for you to subscribe to this podcast on. So, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Thank you. And yeah, okay, so as long as you're there, you might as well subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. (laughs) Same name, you know, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Okay? I saw a story over the weekend about Rose McGowan. Uh, having moved to Mexico. And I joked around about, oh, no, no, Rose, please say it isn't so. Ah, what the heck, stay there. But I kind of, it's not an apology, although, you know, I'll, we could say it's an apology. I want to, I want to say, Rose, I'm sorry. All right. I'll throw it out there for you. I'm sorry. Uh, she talks about how she uh, moved to Mexico and how she never, uh, will return to live in the USA. Now, again, I, uh, when I tweeted that, oh, no, Rose, dry your eyes, and no, what the heck, stay there. I hadn't read the story yet. And so then I read the story after I tweeted. <laughs> I probably would have tweeted the same thing. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, is after I read the story, I realized that, you know, good for Rose. She did what others have said they would do and didn't do. Okay? So... She just got her permanent residency card in Mexico, and she said, I'm so grateful to have it. Uh, This is really a healing land, and it's truly magical. Okay. And she said, no, never. She would never come back to the U.S. Now, she said that uh, last year that she was moving because this was in 2020, all right? She said, I knew it was going to get really bad in America, and I had a moment to figure out where I wanted to be. My lease was up in New York, so I came here to Mexico where I'm living for a third of the price. Now, I guess you have to bow down to the Mexico gods to have permanent residency there. I mean, it took her a while to get there, right? But she did what others say they're going to do and never do. And plus... Did she know that it was things were going to get really bad in America? Was that have something to do with this administration? Or did she think that I'd be interested to know what she thought was going to be really, really bad in America, whether it was thinking that Trump was going to get reelected, which wouldn't surprise me, or if it was uh, Joe Biden and this administration and things were going to get really, really bad because, uh, she's probably right, but she did what others say they're going to do and never do. So bless your heart, Rose McGowan. Plus I know you're a pain in the ass to our girl, Alyssa Milano. So that's one redeeming feature. No question about that. Uh, so anyway, I just wanted to, you know, throw a little, doesn't mean anything but rose i know you listen to chewing the fat down in mexico and uh you know i didn't want to i wanted to you know give you an apology over my tweet uh because you uh actually did what others say they're going to do and don't do and bless your heart bless your heart enjoy mexico i hope you're happy and you know 
we'll just move on from there, okay? <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll move on. Remember in the Hunger Games when, uh, you know, Pan Am, uh, the country, or really North America, was presumably broken up into 13, I think, different districts. And then uh, we had the man in the High Castle show that had the country uh, broken up into three or four different sections, right? It was because it was supposed to take place post-World War II and the Nazis had won. So you had the greater Nazi Reich and the Japanese Pacific States and the neutral zones. And then, uh, remember in uh, Handmaid's Tale, you had uh, the Republic of Gilead. I really don't know that that was actually, uh, the country was supposed to be broken up into sections. But I think that the Republic of Gilead showed, uh, you know, different parts of the country. I guess the you know, same kind of thing, right? Same kind of thing. Well, now uh, there's a new poll that nearly a third of Americans, a third of Americans, want to break up the United States into like-minded countries. Huh. I mean, it'd be just like the movies. Huh. Okay. So, um, between January 28th and February 8th, 2,700 poll participants were, were polled. All right. The survey found that 29%, 10% strongly, 19% somewhat, were in favor of the dissolution of the United States into like-minded regions. Now, there were noticeable differences based on political party lines and geography. 37% of independents were inclined for a country to go its separate ways. 35% of Republicans wanted to secede. 21% of Democrats who wanted their own country of like-minded individuals. Huh. So Brightline uh, proposed to divide the U.S. into five regional unions based on geography and political affiliation huh weird how that would happen now i will say that it was interesting to read the the five different sections of the u.s you have the pacific which would be california washington oregon hawaii and alaska you had the mountain which would be idaho montana wyoming utah colorado nevada arizona and new mexico you had the south which I'm a fan of, uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, Kentucky, and Tennessee. That's a huge, huge swath of the country. And uh, big business. Anyway, Heartland would be Michigan, Ohio, West Virginia, Illinois, Indiana, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, Missouri, North Dakota, South Dakota, Kansas, and Nebraska. Northeast. Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Delaware, and the District of Columbia. What I find interesting about those five sections is that two of them, really, uh, and maybe you throw in the mountain with Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, Utah, Colorado, Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico. So you got mountain south and, and uh, the heartland. But uh, those those three blocks really are 
the running of the country. I mean, the heart of the country. But the Pacific and the Northeast believe that they are. Right? I mean, they definitely are. That's, I mean, we're flyover country. I know. Um, so respondents were asked how likely they would be to support joining these hypothetical regional unions. 33% of the South and the Pacific said they would. 50% of Republicans in the Red South region who were ready to create their own nation. And there were 41% of Democrats in the Blue Pacific Union who wanted to separate from the rest of the country. It does bring up some interesting questions, right? If you were to actually think about this, and you know, we've got a funny thing called the Constitution. <laughs> That's, I almost start, hate to say that word because it'd probably get blocked out or something. If you heard a beep or, you know, you hear, that's because I said constitution and they won't let me say that word because it no longer exists. Anyway, um, it finds that uh, I would like to know who gets what, who decides who gets what, um, how do you move from each section? Who gets to be in charge of each section? Uh, do we have one overlord? You know, like the, I don't know, North American Union. Huh, where have I heard that before? Uh, or do you have just, we still have, we still will need an all-seeing, all-knowing, overreaching, overriding government to oversee the five different, you know, sections, I'm sorry, regions of the, of the United States. And, uh... You know, who builds what wall, who gets to say who goes where. There's a lot of miles of uh, territory that are uh, between each one of those regions, man. It would be very, very... <laughs> it would be interesting to see. And that's a, you know, it's it's all hypothetical because it's you know that it's not going to happen whether they really want it or not. But it does, I mean, the divide is even more than ever right now that's for sure but it's interesting to think about who gets what and where do you go um could be uh could be in for interesting times maybe rose mcgowan was right nah, i don't want to live in mexico i don't know that i want to live anywhere but the united states of america although i will say israel is reopening the economy as nearly half of the country is vaccinated against the evil COVID-19. Now, okay, so nearly half of their country is vaccinated and they, they're making a big deal out of opening the economy back up, right? So shops and museums, libraries, markets are now all allowed to open to Israelis following a two-month lockdown that began, you know, in December. But... But, it's a big but, I know, Kim Kardashian and Israeli's big but in the same, in the same show. Uh, only those that have been vaccinated will be able to go to gyms, pools, movie theaters, and restaurants. Huh. So, if I haven't been vaccinated, I get to go to the shop and the museum and the library and maybe the market... But I can't go to the gym or pools or movie theaters or restaurants. 
weird. Now, how do they know? How are they going to know if you've been vaccinated or not? Well, that's a good question. It's funny you should ask. They're going to have a green pass. I know. I know. You would think that Israelis may think twice about having some kind of color-coded passes, but I digress. The Green Pass certifies they've received both doses of the vaccine at least a week prior to them going to the gym, the pool, the movie theater, the restaurant. Now, I will say, we're getting news now that maybe you only need one of the shots instead of the two. Just a thought. I don't know. I know the numbers are starting to turn around, so we'll see. We're also being told that it doesn't that it doesn't need to be stored in such overly cold temperatures. Oh, okay. We're also being told that hospitals and uh, administrators are learning that in the dose vials of COVID nineteen, where it comes in five, they have a way of getting six out of the out of the bottle. Huh. So increasing the numbers of people that can get it. I wonder if it means they get more money because they're using a sixth. And anyway, it doesn't matter. Silly. <laughs> uh, there's not enough of the kind of syringes they need anyway, but the government will help them out with it. That's a whole other story. Just incredible. So that's what's happening in Israel. All right. They're opening back up with a green pass. Made me wonder if it was possible that, uh, you know, nobody's going to have a counterfeit green pass <laughs> right <laughs> right those are gonna those are gonna be impossible to get you're not gonna be able to have a counterfeit green pass you know what we should do and this is just me you know trying to think out of the box maybe we you know if you've been vaccinated you get a tattoo what do you think that way you can't you know have a counterfeit tattoo or could you Huh, I think maybe you could. But anyway, I see where Ireland is now. They're saying they're not even considering opening up before midsummer. They're still in a lot massive lockdown. Ireland, that's tough. Yep. Yeah, the numbers are getting big. And uh, we're not even going to consider reopening uh, any of it until uh, maybe midsummer. Maybe. Wow. I mean... You talk about a country that's on the edge of serious hurt, man. Bars, restaurants, cafes, hotels, all closed within the last year. Wow. Now, the numbers seem to be kind of big, and they're the new strain that's showing up. But I don't know. Does it remain locked down like that? Sooner or later, the people have had enough, right? Sooner or later, you're only going to, the government's only going to be able to lock us down. And I say us, lock them, (laughs) not me. I'm all for whatever government tells me to do. But at some point, at some point, these countries are going to be gone against the the new mandates right it's gonna be you can't lock us down you can't you can't lock down who won't be locked down you just can't now there's other ways to get around that and we could talk about that as well as many of them have done over the years with socialism and communism and dictators (laughs) oh so those are just silly though nobody's gonna do that wow nobody's gonna do that wow are you silly you're just dumb so 
Another thing that's happening in the United Kingdom that, uh, you know, they're saying that uh, things are turning around and uh, they're getting people um, vaccinated. But uh, now we find out that, and it's got to, this has got to be Donald Trump's fault uh, somehow, some way. I don't know if he's mentioned in this story or not. I briefly went through the story and I didn't see his name, but he's got to be mentioned in this story. Uh, oh, yeah, of course he is. He's talked about, he is mentioned. <laughs> of course, of course he is. So false COVID-19 information and probably on this, on evil Facebook or Twitter, some social media site had a mom convinced to have her four kids to drink urine for four days. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's all, though. She was just trying to protect herself and her family from the coronavirus. And she was duped by false information that led her to drink her own urine. Where did this false information come from? For four days, the British woman and her four children gulped down their own urine, believing it would protect them from COVID-19. Of course, in this story, we find out that urine is a waste product of the body. Its consumption is generally frowned upon in westernized medicine. Uh, really? You think? Urine contains high concentrations of toxins and salt that the body has already rid itself of. Once outside the body, urine be- quickly attracts more bacteria. Consuming it can cause a person harm. Uh, really? So this woman told officials that she was convinced to drink her pee by a trusted friend or relative. Which was it? Was it a trusted friend or a relative? We don't even know that. Maybe she's just a little... Okay. So she said uh, this trusted friend or relative who served as her primary source of pandemic-related news. So anytime you trust a trusted friend or relative and they're your primary source of pandemic related news could be an issue the mother said look i put my faith in natural cures even you know so the medical community hasn't yet recognized anything as a cure for covid19 why are we what are we why was this being said in this story of course it isn't this is all just to get past the blocking sensors of the social media accounts of course to date, vaccines are the only thing clinically proven to prevent COVID-19 illness. But the mom cited a debunked conspiracy theory involving Bill and Melinda Gates when voicing her distrust of vaccines. Okay, so she's an anti-vaxxer. And now she's a, you know, a pro-drink-pee-er woman. <laughs> One of the most notable false cures made headlines last spring when President Donald Trump mused aloud about ingesting bleach to combat the virus. This prompted a fierce backlash from health officials because nobody believed him. It was just him saying it. It was saying that you were saying that. I mean, maybe we'll just inject it in. They didn't mean it. Anyway, I I can't. I can't. It's going to drive me insane. So this crazy lady who believes that because of it because of information from her trusted friend or relative uh told her that uh you know hey 
you know what's going to cure you and your kids won't get coronavirus if you drink your own pee and she believed it so now we have to be on the lookout and know that that's false information misinformation for us so just know okay that drink when you hear from a trusted friend or relative that drinking your own urine will keep you from getting the coronavirus right now as far as we know right now that's not true what we do know is true is that according to uh, one survey seven in ten pet owners say they wouldn't have survived 2020 without their animal companion we do know that to be true now whether you believe it i don't know do i believe that if those seven and ten pet owners didn't have their pet they wouldn't have survived not really but since you love your animal and they're with you i get it i under i understand okay i i love them i love little fluffy more than anything in the world but if i didn't have little fluffy would i still be alive and surviving yes i would and so would you (laughs) Uh uh-huh yeah you would yes you would even if fluffy was blue they found uh these new dogs in russia that are blue i like them i think they're cool i want one not really i mean they can stay in the backyard i don't want to bring them in the house so apparently these dogs have been roaming around an abandoned chemical factory uh outside of russia a couple hundred miles i love how everything's outside of moscow it's just outside of moscow 230 miles yeah it's just over there it's just around the corner just outside of moscow 230 miles so there was a uh an abandoned chemical factory and these pack of wild dogs apparently living in the area uh are now blue and I'm sure it doesn't have anything to do with the chemical plant. No way. No, the dogs are fine, too. Sure, the factory produced plexiglass with uh, hydrosanic acid. uh, And it hasn't been open for uh, five or six years. But uh, animal experts, I wonder if it's copper sulfate. It's stored at the site and caused the dogs to turn various. It could be. You never know. Um, You know... What could happen is something similar happened when stray dogs got on natural dyes because they found some old chemicals enrolled in it. Yeah, it was probably copper sulfate. So don't worry about it. The dogs are fine. The Russian animal experts have said, ah, there's no adverse side effects. (laughs) Just quit your whining. They're fine. We checked them out. Get out of here. So they're blue and you know we don't know it could be a new breed right especially from russia right the new blue dog breed i mean maybe it is you know what maybe it is maybe they were lapping up whatever chemical is around the plant and they turned blue and now they're the new breed of blue dog now the world wants blue dogs so we don't know how they got blue but as long as they're breeding and they breed blue, that's what we want. We want blue dogs, okay? <laughs> now, okay, these animals are fine. There's no internal bleeding. 
Sure, it could cause some skin burning, some itching. Sure, it could be another problem with with some kind of sickness. But they're fine. We looked into them, okay? We checked out their poop. We checked out their skin. We checked out their innards, and they're fine. So leave us alone, okay? They're just blue dogs. Get over it. Now, I wonder if they start becoming a thing, could we just dye our dogs blue and try to sell them off as blue dogs? Yeah, this is a Russian blue dog and get top dollar for it. I'm not trying to, you know, it's just me thinking out of the box, trying to, you know, make a little money. Uh, maybe you sell a special Russian blue dog. I had them flown in for you. And uh, yeah, this is uh, from the chemical plant. And I had him blown in just for you. Yeah. He doesn't look like he's barking in Russian. That's ah, fine. No <laughs> Do dogs bark in Russian? That's a question I need answered today. So that if I happen to dye a dog blue, then I need to make sure that the dog barks in Russian for the sale. Right? Right. Man. A lot of work to be done yet. Oh, 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 o